0: They're
1: talk. What is that? What was that shoot? Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Where I was like, let's play. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And like the lights all focus. There's time. There's time for us to do it. Do people
0: still watch game shows
1: and that kind of stuff? I think a lot of them are on. um, Like if, if you have a grandma, maybe. Well, they're like daytime shows now. Like I think Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is on at like noon. I guess. I was thinking, who watches
0: daytime television? Not many people. Older people.
1: Yeah. I mean, or like uh, in the waiting room to get your oil changed. I mean, yeah, yeah. That one's pretty specific. Yeah, but
0: they usually either that like waiting room to get your oil changed, for sure, Fox News. Without a yeah. doubt. Or or local, local news. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was nothing coming. <laughs> local news is so cringy at this point. It's oh either like God. really, really
1: sad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it's just like, you know, a, a family's house burned down. Yeah. Oh, I like, yes. This, this nice this, family of four was just murdered. Yeah. Yesterday. It's just like, right, what was, what's the utility of this information? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: why do I need to know that?
1: Yeah. Or it's just like so cringy where it's like these, the people who are like so trained up and their like technique is great, you know, just like they sound like news people. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about like who cares about like the, the squirrel
0: who can water squirrel? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either uh, a nice family gets murdered or like a dog saves an old lady from getting mugged. Like yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, and Skippy the Rottweiler saved
1: an old woman from losing her
0: purse. <laughs> and they and they have a shot of like a little cape on him, and he's yeah, there's he, nothing there. God. Um, yes. So local news, man, local news. Yeah, and they all talk. They all have their local news voice. And tonight on
1: CBS five, it's just like so cheesy. It's like the, no one talks like this. Why are you like this?
0: Have you heard? They'll have. The montages of the news people going into the news voice and then yes. their normal
1: voice. Uh-huh. It's
0: totally Or if it to
1: be like a field reporter who like gets stung by a
0: bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, just like that's even out. better because it's not deliberate. Yeah. So yeah, they they go to their oh, I saw a video the other day of it was a reporter talking, uh covering the weather, and it was a big storm <laughs> right next to the ocean. And this fish just comes out nowhere, just slaps
1: her right in the face. Like someone threw a fish into into the screen. No, like uh, like the fish comes
0: out of the ocean. Oh, she was physically <laughs> yeah. at the. Okay. She's right next to the ocean. Yes. Yeah. So one of those weather reporters, and they're they're bundled up mm-hmm. in their weather jacket, and they're getting pelted by rain, and a fish just comes out of nowhere, oh my and slaps her right in the face. <laughs> That's real. That's how you know they're really out there, oh man. Oh my
1: god, really doing it.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was something else.
1: Hey man, just uh, try not to spin, that'd be be helpful. Um, anyway, local news. It could be better.
0: No, I I think it just should go away. I <laughs> what's the deal? why do we need it at all? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. But I'll go over to my mom's house and she'll have the local news on, and I'll sit there. I just, and I just watch. I'm like, people actually watch this stuff. Or um, shoot, what does she do? Okay, so she has a dog. It's a labradoodle. And she puts on the, like, the animal planet for the dog all day. Sure. And it's like, I don't know if the dog knows what's going on. Like, I don't know if the dog is understanding that there's some guy saving crocodiles on this television show. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> oh, mean, I cannot wait for Shark Week. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is, is this… Does the dog care? Because it's a dog. But maybe maybe I'm completely wrong and the dog is absolutely stoked on Shark Week. I don't know, man. I'm not going to speak
1: for any dogs being into or not into Shark Week. If they're into Shark Week, more power to dogs, you know? Yeah. I,
0: I'm all for it. I'm into Shark Week. I was just looking at sharks yesterday.
1: <laughs> Did you ever see that movie, Step Brothers? Every time I hear Shark Week, all I can think of is they said, like, you're, the, you're grounded from the TV for a week. It's like, it's Shark Week. Are you high? <laughs> I mean, it anyway.
0: makes a lot of sense. But anyway, welcome anyway, to Dirt Talk. We're this from is, the edition. This is Dirt Talk. We are here to strictly talk business, talk dirt, talk tractors. Mm-hmm. Every time I say uh, tractors, some people get bent out of shape. So they're like, well, they're, they're bulldozers. I did you know, want to well, ask maybe a little question. It's technically a tractor. So get that out of here. Okay. So I'll ask
1: I feel like most weeks I've got my uh, like stupid question of the week. And maybe my question this week is. When folks talk about tractor in the, like the, in the dirt world, what does tractor really apply to? It's
0: just, um, it's a catch-all term for heavy equipment. Technically, it's bulldozers. So, a bulldozer is a track-type tractor. And they were originally, it was like a caterpillar tractor, crawler tractor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been a tractor, historically tractor. And if you go to, you know, the, the bulldozer plant, track-type tractor plant, so they're all tractors. Okay. And a tractor is really, they started, I think they're, they're historically tractors because the bulldozer started as a farming machine. True. So it was so agricultural. It was agricultural because they used the, the caterpillar tracks to crawl across ground that was just mushy and not great for wheeled equipment that mm-hmm. was getting stuck. So they, they came up with this, um, I believe it was Benjamin Holt but I could be incorrect. We've asked the Caterpillar Historian to come on, but because of yeah. the crazy political nature of having the Caterpillar Historian on the Dirt Talk podcast, we haven't been able to make it happen yet. It's controversial, this Dirt yeah. Talk podcast. <laughs> yet, but we will get him on because he is an unbelievable wealth of information. Yeah, That's that'd be awesome. Track- oh, the- Dude, I-, I, could talk- I could listen to this guy talk for hours. It's it's amazing what this guy knows. Um. But I think it was Benjamin Holt that came up with the Caterpillar tractor design. Um, And then that farming tractor was very useful for other things like earth moving. And so that's when Caterpillar started to really become Caterpillar was when they started to move into the the whole earth moving world and started to build bulldozers and then start building other things.
1: Is there a... Material difference between bulldozer and then just dozer? Is dozer tr- strictly used as just a shortening of bulldozer? Because I feel like there's been some like, not drama, but some like, um, some people bristle if you like say bulldozer, like, well, it's just dozer. I've seen that before, like on social media before. It's not
0: really a thing. Potato, tomato. Okay. I'm going to, uh, if I had my phone, I would look up who invented the Caterpillar track. I don't know who George Cayley is. Because that was in the United
1: Kingdom. <laughs> In 1773.
0: <laughs> I don't think. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe who invented the caterpillar tractor? Tractor. Daniel Best. No, he started Caterpillar. Oh, so it might have been Best. It was either Best or Holt. Okay. Those were the two guys.
1: Daniel Best was an American adventurer, inventor, and an entrepreneur. That guy sounds awesome.
0: So sounds according to Alex's very brief fact check, it was actually Daniel Best that invented it. Uh, but I think Benjamin. I I need to stop talking right now because I this am, is why we
1: need to have the Caterpillar historian on.
0: This is why I could answer. I could have all your questions answered. But yes, traditionally tractor. Now it's a bulldozer. Now it's a dozer. Now it's a track type tractor. Now it's a tractor. Now it's a piece of iron. Mm-hmm. Now it's a machine. There's, now it's there's, heavy equipment.
1: There are so many um, kind of like slang terms for just like equipment in general, and then like each piece of equipment. Um, I feel like it's sometimes hard to like keep track of like, all right, so we're, when we talk about these two pieces, they're the same, right? Yeah. But I think that's not like super clear, I think, especially because we bring on so many non-dirt uh, world people
0: that it's like, you know, how do we get you up to speed? It's hard to cover slang. Well, and then some machines are, depending on the region, they're called two different things, yeah. like a Gannon tractor or a skip loader. It's the same machine. But for whatever reason, there's some areas, it's, that's a Gannon tractor. That's a Gannon. And some, it's a skip loader. Which is right? I don't know. Maybe they're both right. Well, you know, it's like there's skid steer and then compact track loader. Oh, that's the whole compact track loader thing. Get yeah. out of here. I, oh, it's a CTL. It's a compact track loader. Get out of here. It's a skid steer. You could call them all bobcats. They're all skid steers. And then the dozer guy, you know, Mr. Sam Meeker will come about. Well, technically a dozer is a skid steer. And I'm like, yes, that is very true. That is very true. It steers by skidding around. Okay. So dozers are (laughs) skid steers as well. Excavators are also skid steers. Anything with track is also a skid steer. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not confusing at all. It's not technically correct it's It's somewhat him being a smart ass, but it's also There's, it's also true. well, it's one of those like technically true, we're not going to talk about it that way, but technically true mm-hmm. we could do a whole podcast on heavy equipment, terms and definitions mm-hmm. but the problem is we're not the people to do that no. so it would but we all be do know the people who could be good at that wildly incorrect. We do have a lot of we have access to the right people mm-hmm. yeah you were when
1: you were talking about uh. Dirt Talk. No, shoot. Not the Dirt Talk historian. The Caterpillar historian. Um, I love that we have so many guests on Dirt Talk who we can kind of be like, hey, what about this? And then they just like strap in and just like drop huge knowledge. Like well, that's you know, like they, so fun for yeah, me.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Well, and you're coming in from a different perspective than I am because I... You have some context. I basically, what I do in the podcast, just asking people questions about what they do and how they do it. That's all I do when I travel. That's all I do. Yeah, I'm that's traveling not make like a huge difference. And I'm with somebody. All I'm doing is just asking them questions. So how, why are you doing it this way? What are you doing that way? Why is it this way? And there's always a reason for things. So I always come at it. If they're doing something that I don't think is totally correct. Why is it being done this way? Oh, it's being done this way for this reason. Oh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, um... A great example, when I was out in Florida, Quality Enterprises, they're mining aggregate underwater. We just came off of a bunch of operations that North American Mining runs, where they operate drag lines to mine underwater. It's a very effective way to mine underwater. And then you can get a lot of material off the bottom and you can mine a lot deeper. So you can go 50, 60 feet if you're mining with the drag line. And I drove into their quarry and drove past a drag line, an old drag line but they were mining with 395s. And so I naturally ask, why are you mining with 395s? Thinking in the back of my head, you could get twice the material out of the same exact area with a dragline. So why not just use a the dragline? There's one right there. That was clearly here before you guys showed up with your excavators. Oh, well the owner of the property, because they're leasing the land and taking the minerals, paying a royalty, that's how that usually works, is going to turn this area into a recreational lake. And he only wants it a certain depth, so then there you go. Oh, that is that makes perfect sense. Of course, you would use a three ninety five with a certain amount of reach to it to get your depth, and then call it good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I get that. Great. Well, <laughs> what's funny
1: about like the way you teed up that question is there's like a lot of like folks on the internet. I wouldn't even say it's specific to uh, just like the BuildWit content, but it's. Instead of saying, "Why do you all use this equipment for this?" they'll say, "You shouldn't use that for this. You should use this piece of equipment instead." Yeah, dumb, dumb. That's like so dumb. And it's like there's like a better way to ask this, and well, you this could, is, but you're not.
0: I, uh, I this is why we're we we started with build it leaders because that is a form of leadership. Yep. If you're trying to lead someone and trying to get information and learn, that's not a good way of approaching it. Accusing them of being stupid or wrong or. <laughs> proving that you're right. No, that, 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 no, no, no. You need to learn some stuff because you're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really you're Doing now. it wrong, you idiot. That's just not, not effective leadership. It's just not effective for anybody there. Interestingly enough, I talk a lot about this. I always claim I'm not a contractor, so my credibility on the subject is limited, but we just had hoopon in here. What would be the number one thing you guys would teach? Just thinking about that. Communication. Leadership. Hmm. Amazing. They wouldn't start anywhere else, but they said without really thinking about it, communication.
1: Yeah. There was not a, there was not a long uh, time frame for them being, like, hmm, what do you think? What we do? We like doing this. I mean, like they were like, no communication done. No question.
0: Oh, and I think people get so, they don't think communication is a skill. Mm-hmm. And then because they communicate every day by speaking. Yeah. They think they're, they know how to communicate. Mm, no, no, not at all. It, it, okay, just because you have a driver's license and you can drive to work doesn't mean you can go drive a race car tomorrow. It's true. It's not. That's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different different skill set here. So, um, we need more of that. We're doing that with Build It Leaders, and then we're hopefully doing that with with future content partnerships with companies like Hoopaw because we need to educate people about and like to give those people on the internet uh, the benefit of the doubt they've probably never learned how to communicate effectively for sure. That's all they know how to do is just like, you're kind of stupid dude.
1: Well, that's what I I think I'm like, that's why I'm thinking about it is I'm sure that a lot of the people who uh, engage with like what we put out there, who maybe we read as negative or as like, they're just trying to be a troll or whatever, which there are certainly plenty of just trolls for sure. But um, there's a lot of where it's like, if you said that out loud, you probably would have said it differently. Or we, I would have heard it differently, or yeah. you, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Um, but again, like it all goes back to just like learning how to communicate, and some people are more uh, seasoned at it than others.
0: Well, and um, like our mission, make the dirt world a better place. If we just if someone every time kind of tells us to go fuck ourselves, our response is no, just fuck you. Uh, that's not really helping anybody. Yeah. Or, oh, we just ignore the haters. Like, screw the haters or whatever the hell. It's not very productive. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time on it, but it's like, maybe that person has just never learned how to communicate effectively. And maybe we can provide them a tool to learn how to communicate effectively. And that's not just going to make their professional life better, but that's going to make their whole life, whole life better. That's, and that's most important. Like, mm-hmm. great. We can help them in the dirt world, but if we help people become... Better parents, better spouses, better friends, better uh, kids, better members of their community, their congregation, whatever it is, that's making the dirt world a better place. Yep. So um, just an interesting note about communication. And this whole FTX thing, we're running through, we're running 25 construction executives through the day with Echelon Front. Mm -hmm. It's simulated combat, but what a majority of it is, is communication. That's it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the thing—it's not like at the end of that. All right, take back to your teams that you can learn stuff via laser tag. It's like this is—that's like the small minimum part of this. It's you know there are there are real uh, takeaways from like a leadership and communication perspective. Like that's like obviously what you need to get out of this. Yeah. And like, the first, they're well, just setting up like a a framework for all of that.
0: Well, they say they say that they're, they they say it's like, listen, we're 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 not here to evaluate your. Tactical abilities, and we're not here to teach you how to shoot well. We're teach you. We're here to teach you how to lead more effectively. And uh, even even this morning, first run, they um, come up with a plan. They go to the the boss man, you know JP, who runs the program. He's a stud. They go to JP and they say, "Here's our plan." And JP says, "Ah." He asks a bunch of questions, so and, and and gets. You really got. You guys think it's really best to go split up like that because if if you split up, then you don't know where the other group is, and now you know what if the enemy's in between you guys, then you you shoot at each other. Like, is that the best, or maybe maybe you stick together? And they're like, yeah, we should stick together. But then they were up against the clock because they had to start at eight thirty, and this was probably at eight twenty eight, and the two guys in charge, the. uh the, the OIC and the AOIC, the officer in charge, assistant officer in charge, they go back to the group and they're rushed because of the clock and they don't really tell everybody that that had changed a little bit. And so then they go in there and now it's not clear. They didn't communicate that clearly. And now the mission fails as a result yep. because the leader didn't communicate exactly what needs to be, what needs to be done. And then they use something really effective as well. It's called a readback, which I think is just fast. Every time I see it, it's so fascinating. They will, here's, here's your information. Here's what needs to happen. Alex, this is exactly what needs to happen. Um, and then once, once we're done talking through, hey, so just, just to be sure we're totally clear and based on what we, what we just discussed, what needs to happen? And then you read back to me, here's this, this, this. And if you read back- it, here's what I heard. Exactly. And if it's incorrect- that's my responsibility. I didn't communicate. I, well, No, actually, there was a, a little bit of misunderstanding here. So this is, this is actually it. To, to, to give yourself the opportunity to be sure both parties are clear. Because it's you make the mistake, all the, or at least I do, make the mistake all the time. I articulate it very clearly, and I just assume, and I get it, and I just assume the other party gets it because I get it. And that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. So that is something as simple as that readback creates that ability to eliminate that confusion and make everybody that much more effective. And it takes 20 or 30 seconds. How, how simple is it? And, and you have to approach it in the right way. You can't be an asshole like, trying to catch you. Like, so what did I say, Alex? Like, you have to, it has to come from- Were you a, listening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't be an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, they did it multiple times just in that first mission this morning when I was there. And it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. And then it kind of keeps you on your toes, too, because then, then the group's like, holy oh shit. Oh, geez. Like, I don't want to be the guy that has to read this back without this good understanding. So, when they're getting the information, they're paying You're locked man. in. Yeah. Oh,
1: hell yeah. Um, why would BuildWit put this together in the first place?
0: Um, well, it was, we had a program called Founding Members a few months ago. And what it was, was it was to raise money for Build It Leaders and training before raising money. Um, to, to without selling equity in the business, it was an ability for us to get some money kind of upfront for what we were developing. So it wasn't like we were, it was just like a donation. It was like a prepayment. And one of the things they got was um, a, a ticket to the FTX, the field training exercise. So we had one before and we're just, one, the power of BuildWit is starting to become. I really believe we're the group to get everybody in the industry together, bring everybody together. We're not a contractor, we're not a vendor, we're not a, a, an association, we're not an equipment manufacturer, we're not, we're not any one entity that is at odds with anybody else out there. We're just BuildWit, we're just this neutral party that has a lot of exposure to the industry abroad, you know, across the board. So let's bring everybody together. So we did the first field training exercise last year in the summer. It really, first off, as an opportunity to just bring everybody together. And then two, we wanted to create an opportunity for the leadership of the companies, some of the companies we work with, to advance and become better leaders. Because if they become better leaders, then they can take that information and go teach the leaders underneath them and go create more better leaders. And that's if everything's a leadership problem, we need to go help facilitate creating as many great leaders in the dirt world as possible. Because that, the more leaders we have in the dirt world, the more we can make the dirt world a better place. So it was an opportunity to not only bring people together. Uh, I love the events we put on where we bring people together and we have yeah. some cool stuff coming. We have, we have a partner event um, in April that's closed, but we're, we're going to be putting something pretty cool together for Con Expo, let me tell you. It's going to be awesome. So I was just
1: thinking about when you're um, talking about that.
0: So we're, we're going to have events and, and future events that are open to everybody, which I'm really excited about. Um, not only that, but how do we go start creating better leaders in the dirt world, including ourselves, because all of this has been a, an enormous leadership education opportunity for me, uh, because the more leaders we have, great leaders we have in the dirt world, the better off we're yep. all going to be.
1: 100%. That's awesome. Thanks for digging into that for a little bit. Um, we have a couple questions for the old Dirt Talk podcast. Would you believe it?
0: Um, I I actually would believe it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would. We're, actually, we're, it turns we're, out
0: we're pretty consistent at this point. Yep. Yeah. A couple questions. Uh, respond and say uh, sorry. I'm doing a podcast right pretty now. Pretty busy right now. Ever heard of it? I am at work. And my boss is a son of a bitch. He's sitting right here. Don't text me again <laughs> before 4 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> that must be your problem. <laughs> what, you think my kids are my priority? Are you kidding me? How do you think I put bread on the table? Damn it.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, you're going to like this question. First of all, the subject of this is ass chewings. And the, it's from Nunya Biznet, Bidness. know, oh, cool. Um, they so say, must be an estimator. All right. He says, as a superintendent, I deal with problems every day. And for the most part, I'm a well-rounded guy and like mitigating issues through conversation, but recently had to absolutely blast one of my foremen for leaving the job constantly resulting in laborers or operators on the job, calling me and feeding me information. Do you think ass chewings, albeit not the best approach at all times are still relevant for leaders to get a point across when the situation warrants
0: it? Based on what I've learned, you have to use them very rarely. It should be a very rare thing. And I think it is a tool in the toolbox if you've already exhausted everything else, but it should be really, really, really
1: rare. Really rare. That goes in the uh, break in case of emergency. Box. Yeah.
0: And this goes back to communication. You have to learn people's, you have to learn how people, uh, communicate and respond because you could go chew someone's ass and that's just not that's not that's never going to get them going mm-hmm. it's just going to shove them further into this hole and it's only going to have the opposite effect so you have to be really careful because when, and maybe someone needs to be called out like dude you're you are letting people down right now you are failing this whole team you're failing this project you're failing me this is a problem it needs to be resolved quickly you're better than this like if you're if you're doing it in a constructive manner, like you can still be stern about it and get a very strong point across without having to yell at somebody or chew someone's ass, or and and then you have to define what an ass chewing is because if it's just you berating them, which happens all the time in this industry, yeah. all the time, um, is that is that at all productive? Probably not. Well, it's all. like
1: how much of, how much of that is about you too? Yeah, you know, it's like you're frustrated, so that's how you want to respond.
0: Yeah. And it, and, it, and it also has to be intentional. Like JP was just talking about this this morning. You know, who makes a good decision when they're emotional? And I know everybody's like, that's, that's well known. That's, that's, that's widely acknowledged, but it's amazing how much decision making is made when people are emotional. So that's another question is, are you, are you chewing someone's ass because you're getting wound up and frustrated and you're emotional? Or are you chewing someone's ass in a productive manner because, Hey, I've exhausted all the options. This is kind of my last attempt. I'm going to be very stern here, but I, I just really don't believe most humans uh, respond getting their ass chewed. I, I, and maybe they do respond, but it's out of fear. It's not out of any kind of positive behavior change.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I would assume, this is a generalization, if someone responds to that or like starts doing what you want them to do, it's not because you're, you're right. I did hear that. Now, now I know what I'm supposed to do. It's more like, I don't want that person doing that it's again. It's just fear. yeah.
0: And fear is a, 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 it's just not a very good long-term form of motivation.
1: Yeah. It might work once. It yeah. might get you what you need today, but it, that doesn't ingratiate you to the rest of your team. It, exactly.
0: And, and so you're far better off loving and caring for people. Uh, and so the, the question I'd be asking is, you know, how do I, care for this person and make it very clear but in a, in a loving and caring way that this cannot go on and then if it's still going on you, you have to get rid of that person get rid of that person yeah you know like we've talked about that some people just don't fit it's not you can't make everybody work in every situation that's the point everybody's completely different so there's not a single person that's going to excel in every single position it's yeah. just that's just not a thing like I would not excel on an NBA team I just I just don't have that skill set. I just, and I could work as hard as I possibly could. Like engineering, I couldn't excel as an engineer. I just, that's not how my mind works. And I could work as hard as I possibly could. I would still fail as an engineer.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just not built for it. So um, if it gets to the point, loved, cared, done everything you can, been very stern, but from a caring standpoint, still not working. Yeah, at least that's what I would do. But again, I'm learning all of this real time right now. I am no expert yeah. at anything like this. So that's like questions like this too. It's a little, little bit of a struggle because it's like, I don't want to come off like this guy that's speaking out of his fucking ass and and people saying, well, who the hell is this guy? Like, what the hell does he know? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, re- you're right. The like, reality <laughs> is I don't know very much. This is, I am talking to you based on what I am currently learning at this time, yeah. point
1: in time. Well, it makes, makes me think a little bit about um, our conversation with Dave Turin, who. If you're listening to this, this, that our podcast with Dave Turin from Dave Turin's Lost Mine uh, was last week. Um, but when you and I talked about him, he talked about cancer in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, where it, when you're building your team, um, if there are, are people who, are, who actively work, um, whether it's intentional or just because of who they are, actively work to like pull apart what you're building as far as a team, like sometimes the, the best solution is to either well you first you communicate directly and you address the problem but sometimes your only recourse is to say like
0: you don't fit here we gotta cut you loose well and the, but and then there's there's different there's different um, scenarios of that too because sometimes it's easy it's like yeah this guy's a, just a jackass he's really ruining shit around here we've tried to talk to him he's he wants nothing to do with it Let's, get, the, let's get, get him out of here. Yeah, And that's an easy decision. Or someone might just be the nicest guy in the world, but he's just not performing. And no matter what, it's just not performing. Those are the tough calls, but those are the calls you still probably need to make at the end of the day. Yeah, at least and that's, that's what a, I've learned.
1: And that's the tough part, because I don't, I don't think he spoke to it as, uh, this person acts like a dick all the time, and they, they hurt us, and so we got to get rid of them. It was, it was about like when we're building the team, you know everybody has like a responsibility to the team yeah. and if somebody like is not able to hold up that part of the bargain like even after like repeated uh communication you know trying to serve them trying to f- find out what are they like not getting in terms of you know for them to be successful like you're saying like sometimes it's it it's shitty and it feels shitty to like have to make that call but like that's also
0: part of it well and you can you can give someone everything you got and if they're just not reciprocating, they're just not reciprocating. Yeah. Like you can't do anything about that at the end of the day. So you just you have to be sure, have like I given this person everything I got? If the answer is yes, you're still not getting what you need. Then, okay, you got to head in another direction. Yeah. And you have to look at it too. Like you're doing that person a disservice by keeping them around as well. True. Which, yeah, because they're sure not, probably not growing and bettering themselves if it's a poor fit for yeah. everyone involved. And maybe they're eternally a shithead. Maybe that's not the hope. Hopefully they go find something and maybe it clicks one day and they do go. And then, you know, why is he leaving the site? Is he going to leave the site to go smoke behind 7-Eleven? Or is he going to, because he has this family issue at home? You know, what, what's going on there? Like, why, Like, what's, what's even the root problem there? And if he has to go smoke behind, like, why does he feel like he has to go smoke behind 7-Eleven, you know, in the middle of the day? those are the kind of questions I'd be asking first. Like, why is this behavior even here in the first place? Let's understand the behavior and then we can start to figure out how do we can correct it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like your, I like how you're speaking that, you know, that like curiosity is probably like the initial approach to that kind of problem solving. Right. Where it's just like, why is this, why is this person feel like they have to act this way? Like, what are they getting out of that? Like, what, what is, what's motivating like these choices? And if it's because they're a shit human and they don't want to play fair on the team. That's one thing. But like you said, like there's a lot of moving pieces there that might not be obvious.
0: Yep, that's it. And cool. as far as I'm concerned, I've never chewed anybody out.
1: <laughs> um, I posted on my stories yesterday um that I got booted in the in a I parked in a Build a spot. Sorry, I knew who to call.
0: I need I need to make a phone call after
1: this podcast. Uh But what car do you drive? Yeah. What's your plate number? I, I gotta make sure that I get booted. <laughs> but. I had put on my Instagram story that I'm like, man, what a creative way. Something like what a creative way to fire me after the podcast. Booting my car, I'd be like, you don't work here anymore. Uh, multiple people asked me, like, hey, did you get fired from work? I'm like, shit. Really? I tagged my boss, the founder CEO, slash no Chief Dirtner. That's all that's yeah, all you are. We just talked about this. Um, I well, tagged him on Instagram saying, Thanks for firing me and a lot of people were like, Oh man, I don't really say But if we just like, fired that kind you, of person.
0: If we just fired you, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to keep you here. Yeah, you would you need to leave. <laughs> in fact that choice and you have like a full foot on me as well so it's like I would want Alex just yeah, gone as quickly gone. as possible
1: that's true yeah. it's like actually we towed your car
0: <laughs> five blocks away you can walk there yeah. but you gotta go get it yeah, around I, I just I would Jeez. not would not that's not my not my strategy
1: lordy okay uh, well thanks for reaching out none business. bidness it's a good one
0: um, one more have you seen this thing it's so cool did you put that together or was it already done? No, I didn't put it together. Are you kidding me? I'm not that mm-hmm. skillful and I don't have that much free time. There are people that build these things from scratch though. And they'll, they'll put hundreds of hours into them and it's all 3d printed nowadays. And that's pretty they cool. Custom paint them. I, it's mind boggling. Like, what's, what's like a piece like that cost? And this is maybe 150 bucks. I mean, it's a nice model. It's. That doesn't look like cheap plastic. To it's me. got all the handrails all over it and everything fire suppression. And this thing's a unit, man. Um, I
1: don't have a question on here as much as I want to read, uh, an, an email that we got. Um, we, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I think it's, it's just awesome. And I'm glad that somebody else is putting words to this other than you and me, who probably mm. knows a little bit better. Now, this is from Jake. The subject of this, I'm going to set this whole up. This is from Jake. He said, his subject was foreman, uh, leaders or drivers, which was a book we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and just the uh, that approach uh, of leadership. He says, as the owner of a small excavating company, this topic is what's driving the direction of the whole construction industry. Leadership is not taught, but it is all boiled down to management that works with equipment and money. But relationships is the only way to really develop people. You cannot really manage people; you relate to them. Retention problems, mainly in my experience, comes down to lack of value added to the individual companies or individual companies don't look at individuals. They look at positions as task-oriented subjects, and we need someone to fill it, not to lead it. So, so much experience has left the industry that will never be recaptured, and that is to the detriment of the industry. And then he says, I've learned to train my guys to replace me in all aspects of the work performed so that they can be the most valuable in the market. I let them make mistakes and make decisions that can cause us rework so they gain the experience needed to not need me as a lifeline. If you need to manage people, you are not training and empowering them to succeed. You manage work. You work with people. There is a big difference. It's going to be a long road ahead for the industry to overcome the lack of experience and the gap that grows daily from people leaving or retiring. That was a gut punch to me when I read it. Uh, it's, it's like
0: real world, like sitting right in it. Yeah, and it's spot on to what we're, what we're trying to work on and do mm-hmm. our small part in, in helping out. Yeah, it's... Um, I've always... And this is something I've talked about for, for years now. It's, it starts with just how we bid jobs it's just man hours it's not you're not looking at people uh, as as human beings it's really they're just assets they're just man hours they're just a unit of of measure of production and a and honestly a a, um, a shitty necessity to building work a lot of times that's the mentality people some of these people have towards people in the yeah. industry Um, and if you just make the simple make the simple switch of thinking about these people as just human beings who have families and who have desires and hobbies and interests in life and, and just like you and are really truly those that the 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 one differentiating factor between you and the other companies which it is i promise you i see i've seen enough earth moving it's all done The exact same way. I promise you. I promise you. And I'm just, I'm tickled every time I hear someone think that their way of doing it is so far superior. And there's there's a few little things here or there where you can get a little bit of an edge or or here or there, but then people find out about it and then they start doing it. And now it's not an edge anymore. Yeah. But what, what doesn't go away is just truly motivated human beings. So it's even, it's just something as simple as just reframing how you think about human beings. It's not just a unit of measure. It's not just this shitty part of building things that you have to deal with this whole pain in your ass. It should be the coolest part about this line of work is working with these people because they're special people. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, One of the lines from that, that really stuck out to me was um, he said, you manage work, you relate to people like I never heard it phrased that way, but like, that's something I can get behind and, and really understand like what the point of that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's less about, um, you you're not, you're not allocating people because like that's, you're thinking about people as a, like expendable resource. Just
0: as a machine. Yeah. It's versus. You, you're looking at it like it's just another, an excavator. Yeah. And that's just not, it's just, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And, 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 and it doesn't work that way uh, and, and, and it can work against you if you think it works that way sure. and you just keep just beating them down, but it doesn't work that way to your benefit as well if you can figure this thing out. Because like I've been saying, I'm going to keep saying it, this is the single biggest opportunity this industry seen in 50 plus years is this whole people problem. If you can figure out this people problem if you can figure out how to motivate human beings, grow human beings, care for human beings. you're going to be able to capture whatever market share you want to go capture. You're going to be able to go wherever you want to go in your career. If you just want to be, if you you want to stay not just, but maybe you don't want to go grow into a foreman or superintendent or a vice president, you want to be an operator. Growing people is the way to have more fun as an operator. Because if you're growing everybody around you, your site's running more productively. You're not yelling at, stupid fucking truck drivers for backing up the wrong way after you've yelled at them eight other times that day. It just becomes a lot more fun. Yeah. So no matter where you're at, it's just more fun to be working with people you care about and who are motivated and and who are having a good time.
1: Well, a great reputation to have is somebody who uh, you say that person just makes everybody around them better. Like, that's an awesome reputation to have. Mm -hmm. And you can do that from every position in any industry at all times. Big time. You can do that as the lowest man on the totem. Yeah, but it's like, man, I really like that guy on my team because he just seems to make everybody better. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. That's That's a great thing to be. That's it. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think that is a uh, Monday edition of Dirt Talk, my friend.
0: Super. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We have the Build Up app now so you can listen to the podcast um you can you can watch all of the build it leaders content completely for free there's no tricks there's no nonsense there's no advertising right now or anything like that um you can watch the the vlog episodes everything's there we have big plans for the social app there's so much more coming there yeah so this is the ground level there's we're we're, we're listening to all the feedback we're creating new releases. We're, we're doing some awesome stuff. I mean, we're implementing all these things all the time. Yeah, it's it's getting to be really exciting. So there's that. If you could rate us, if you listen through Apple or Spotify, that'd be super cool. If you have mm-hmm. questions, send them into dirttalk at buildwit.com. Share the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, don't share it. Sick. It's, up to, it's up to you, really. <laughs> it's up to you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, stay dirty. Everybody.